What's good? It's your girl, Drea G. It's your girl, the Black Rogue. And we are the Grits. What is good? What's the damn deal? We've been away for a little bit. How you feeling? Yeah. I'm feeling okay, girl. It's been a um a crazy past two days since I've been in New York. The past 48 hours. It's been a lot going on already. Right. We are both back in the city, which is, you know, cool. Did you miss it? Are you Are you feeling nostalgic? It's holiday season. Like... What's your thoughts? No. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I miss New York per se. I'm happy to be away from my family. Let's just say it like that. You know, have a little break from their asses. I like my alone time, mm-hmm. you know, and doing my own thing. I did miss that. Uh, With New York City, it was just like kind of like a little lonely. Like I was hitting people up. Everybody was excited for me to be back. But everybody was doing their own damn thing. I was like, damn, niggas done forgot about Tasha ass already. You know, that's how the big city is, though. Like the show don't stop. And so when you get back, you just got to, you know, step in the swing of things. Mm -hmm. I feel you. But for me, like when I got back, it was just like, okay, let me kind of grind and like focus on some things. You came back on a weekend. So you were ready for some action. But mm-hmm. you know what? What I noticed, man, it's a lot going on in my neighborhood. Like I look up, it's a new uh, faux restaurant. I'm like, what's going on? Like they opening up new businesses. I see them doing construction on my block and on like the next block over. So it's a lot going on. So I didn't miss it per se. And what I did notice automatically was the garbage. Oh, um, I didn't yeah. see no garbage in my my neighborhood. Not in my neighborhood, but when I was like walking down to bed style, like when I was walking down to the gym, that's the kind of stuff that I did not miss. The eyesore of the trash in the streets and on the streets. So, but it's good to be, you know, back in the city for a little bit, for sure. I mean, I also went out and it was kind of like dead. I was just, I thought it was going to be popping this weekend. I was excited. But it was like nobody was outside. Why'd you think? I mean, I guess. I mean, I thought people thought because it was good weather and people were nowhere to be found. True. It was like, what the fuck? Where does everybody at? But maybe it's Art Basel week. week, Yes, it is. It was what last weekend was. And I think it was a fight night. Maybe that's why the city was quiet. It's crazy because people be acting like, oh, New York be turned up all the time. Nah, like parts of New York and Brooklyn can be quiet sometimes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, with the holiday season, it can be hit or miss because, like you said, it's an event going on right now, Art Basel. So everybody is in Miami right now. So, huh? Anywho. All right. Well, before we get into anything else, let's make sure we do our roll call. Shout out to our fellow grits across the states tuning in. Whether you're in Georgia, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, Louisiana, Tennessee, or Texas, Shout out to the grits across the globe. Shout out. All right, bet. So you know how we do it. That's going to take us up to our poured up or, you know, bless their heart for the week. And so a couple of things that, you know, that are noteworthy and that we're cheers into this week. Uh, what do we got? Black Road kicking it off for number okay. one. So number one, I just heard that Brandy, she's launching. Well, she already launched her own Brandy. I thought that okay. was dope. I'm like, all right, sis. Like, it fits with the name, so, you know. Do you know the name of this Brandy? Hell no. Nah. I don't know the damn name. <laughs> but I'm happy for her. I'm happy for sis. And I hopefully it, it tastes okay. So we shall see. I'm going to try it. I support Black-owned brands. I actually just bought, like, my homegirl, uh, the wine, the Black Girl Magic wine. Mm. So I'll, I'll shop. You know, I'll see, check her shit out. Maybe I'll get somebody her Brandy for um the holidays. So Okay. Shout out to Brandy. All right. Number two, NYC, wealthiest city in the world. Yeah, girl. You know, I just want to shout out to New York for that because that's a, you know, it's good on their part. It's bad on our part. Uh, But it could be good. I don't know. Like if they spread in the wealth, you know, they're making all this money and shit. So I don't, you know, shout out to New York for that. 
they just saying that it's a whole bunch of high end earners in this densely populated uh, city. But it's a lot of poor people on a on the other side of that spectrum. But it's uh, I guess it's cool that they're noting it as the wealthiest city. I mean, it's a lot of homeless people. <laughs> it's a lot I mean, of poverty. It's a lot of homeless people everywhere, girl. Right, but in a, a urban city such as this, with you know eight million people, it it's a a lot more prevalent just because it's it's a densely populated area. Yeah, but you know the crazy thing is, I got like friends and family. You know, whenever they think about moving back to the south, they be like, "Man, like my money's not gonna be right if I go back to the south. <laughs> I'm making all this money up here." So like literally my homeboy, he was thinking about moving to Florida or moving somewhere, but uh, he just got another job and he making a lot of cash. So he was just like, I'm just going to lose that. So it's just like, I don't know, maybe I should just buy a house up here and settle down because I make more money up here than in the South. So, but did, I wonder, it just depends on your field too. It depends on your field and it depends on, you know, if you make a lot of money up here, the way these taxes are set up. It's just like if if what you're taking home is the equivalence is in what you would get in a different market that doesn't have a state tax and has a lower cost of living, then you got to look at that type of trade off because are you really making more? But hey, that's for him to figure out. So, all right. Shout out to NYC being wealthiest city in the world. All right. So number three on a pull up list. Number three, and you don't hate my sis, but I love her. Nicki Minaj just dropped a new album, and it was good. Do you listen to the album? You know what? I I gave it a little a little listen. Um, I checked it out. It sounded cool. Um, it sounded like it had some variety of some pop records, some some hip hop records. It was uh, it sounded cool overall. The tracks that I heard. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how much uh, repeats that I'll give it, but. <laughs> Girl, but, that it was some you didn't like uh the one with Uzi. You know what? I don't think that I, shit is I, a I, is a repeat. I haven't heard that one yet. I heard the one with Drake. I heard the one with Wayne. Um, I heard the one with Future. So um, I like that the the fuck the club up track. I mean, she yeah. got a she got a couple of tracks. You didn't though. like the intro to her her baby. Uh, she are you gone already? That was a, a like, you know, she was talking about her son. That was a beautiful opener to the album. Mm. Yeah. That whole album, that that Uzi was my favorite one. Um, but I also liked RB. Cause that I was a dope. That was a dope one too. I feel like the whole album was kind of like hits for me. I didn't like the pop. Like it was like two pop tracks. I wasn't really feeling like that. But other than that, I liked every single song. I even liked the Caribbean. Uh, song that she had on there dope okay you know and I feel like her lyrics were so good this album compared to like I wasn't really a big fan of the last album per se I feel like this was way better than the last album Black Rogue talks about me all the time but I'm not like a crazy Nicki fan but I'm not a hater per se I'll give props um I I I didn't think that the Queen album, the last album that she had was bad, but it just was like, you know, if that was going to be like a crowning jewel of her career, it was like, you know, I don't know if I would have called it Queen, but anywho. Um, you are shady. You shady as fuck. No, I'm not. Talking about you would have called it Queen. Talking about I, you. Girl, I, I said so I, shady, I wouldn't have called it queen, but you you yourself just said you didn't like the last album. But I wasn't shading my sis like that. You was really shading her. No, but did you feel like that that last body of work was like the epitome of her and her? She's queen. a queen. She was talking about herself being a queen. It had nothing to do with the album. She's mm-hmm. a queen, period. We're yeah, all queen. for sure. For sure. And I'm not taking you anything up there trying to throw away from that queen. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm not taking nothing away from her. So shout out to Nikki on her pink print, too, that was released last Friday on her birthday. So shout out to her. Shout out. Because Tasha's trying to be funny. Don't be trying to get me caught up. Don't put words in my mouth. The barbs, I hope they get your ass because <laughs> you always talking shit about my sis whatever all right so that's gonna bring us to number four and that is okay number four so number four um i just saw 
in the news or the blogs as in the shade room. So sickle cell, uh, they approved the first genes therapy to treat sickle cell. And that's amazing. You know, I got friends that have sickle cell and that's been known as the black disease because a lot of black people have it. And I've always felt like they haven't put a lot of time and effort in trying to help cure this disease. Even though I heard that this gene therapy treatment is very, very expensive, mm. um, very, very expensive, but hopefully, you know, hopefully costs through the years or the next couple of years, hopefully it can go down. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to that. Shout out to that. All right. So those are all, all the pour ups for this week. And so shout out to everything on our list. And so on the flip side of that, you know, we got to bless the hearts of a few unfortunate few. And so this week is no different. So we got a couple of people and things on this list. And so number one, I want to bless the hearts of, or if they have a heart right now, the United States government. I know that it's a lot of things going on. And I know a lot of people feel like, oh, you know, I'm too concerned with my day-to-day life to care about what else is going on, you know, in different corners of the world. Like it's been injustices, all this type of stuff. But man, if we see what's going on right before our eyes, the stuff that's been going on and the fact that we can see it in real, real time now, it's, it's disturbing. Um, America, they we vetoed the we vetoed the idea of a ceasefire, uh, you know, between Gaza and Israel and, and the things that are happening right now. And, um, you know, the U.N., they got together with the meeting that was convened, like they did a like an article 99, something to that effect. I need to really research it. But. What it is, is the U.S. vetoed, you know, the idea of a ceasefire. And for what? I don't know. I get it that Israel is um, an ally and, you know, they they feel like maybe they're too far in bed with them. But I'm just like, this is not going to bode well for elections. Like, I'm just... I mean, um, girl, it's still, girl, even if it doesn't even matter who's in the office, they going to do the same damn thing. It's America. America has those ties with Israel. So even if it's a Republican in office, it's going to be the exact same I know. Thing. I, I mean, and that's all we've seen through this. It doesn't matter if it's Trump or if it's Biden. And that's the craziest shit. And what's crazy to me is that our candidates that we're choosing from are 80 year old plus men that won't be around in the next two decades more than likely it's a strong probability for them to see the fallout of all this type of stuff so i just want to bless my heart to the united states government and you know our ongoing role and what's taking place abroad in various places all righty so number two so um i want to bless my heart to this actress uh felicity huffman so I don't know if you remember back in the day, she was in this big scandal to where she paid um, this scammer to help her daughter increase her SAT scores. Um, it was a lot of celebrities that was also, I think, involved in this as well. And she only got 11 days in jail. That's it. That's all she served. I want to bless my heart to her because, sis, you're a millionaire, and you're white on top of that. You have the money to help your kid get tutors, all that stuff. But you want to pay for your child and do some illegal shit to increase your child's test scores. And then, then now she on 2020 trying to act like she a victim. She was like, I was doing anything for my daughter, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. Like it's people out here, you know, especially people of color that struggle just to get to college. And when they get to college, they're struggling and shit. You have all this money and you choose to do some illegal shit. Right. Like she's not getting the sympathy card with me. I do not care like that. She's doing interviews and shit. I don't give a damn, but yeah, bless my heart to that lady. All right. Yes. Bless your heart. Felicity Huffman. Alrighty. So number three, so number three, just last week, I think they released Forbes released the most powerful woman, right? The top five or whatever. They were all white. Okay. The majority of the list was all white. 
and it's so this sad it's so sad because like you know i watch i don't know if you watch the show um squid games the the competition show squid games i didn't so just long story short it was like some white girls on the show and they wanted to team up with all the women and they were like you know um you know us women have to stick together and then like the whole show like the white woman were like talking about this adversity that they were going through as being women i'm not trying to say that white women in america don't go through some level of adversity but at the same time it's like black women we're not a part of any of their movement at all. Their their feminist movement, they don't even care about helping us women of color out to be in these leadership roles. So it's just like sad to see all these, you know, executives or whatever, they're all white women and it's no black woman. And then later on, like the only black woman they have on a list, I think it's like, like maybe- They got Kamala- yeah and then like lower down the list it's like oprah and rihanna Mm -hmm. and beyonce and that's it but all the other women's the women that are the ceos of these companies that the face of these companies they're all freaking white women it's Mm. really sad it's really sad out here so i just want to bless my heart to that shit like we need some more diversity out here in the world more representation for sure all right, so that's going to bring us to number four. So number four, I don't know if you saw the news as well. It was a black man that was changing his tire and a white police officer stopped him. And I guess she was accusing him of some type of crime and she arrested him. And while he was arrested, she tased him. She could have killed man. that man. Literally, she could have killed him. And all she got was they they let her go, but that's it. She needs jail time. That was sick, very sickening. And he was crying. Like he could have died. It was a case before um that went to court. It was a black man. He he actually died um being tased. Mm. So that's that shit. Like I want some, I wish somebody out there could whoop her ass. Like I really right. wish, they in like, Alabama too. And we already know how Alabama give it up. So uh y'all saw Officer Sandy um with her weird or her funny accent y'all need to go ride down on her ass because she thinks it's it's amusing to tase defenseless you know people in her custody so that's crazy she definitely looked like she was getting off by it so fine that officer Mm -hmm. bring the chairs out do what y'all gotta do Mm -hmm. all right so that's gonna bring us to number five so I have this on the list this week and I know that I've talked about this in past because I've talked about how I can't stand when black women come to the forefront to come cape for men, for our black men after, you know, they, they've gotten into trouble, but Jonathan majors, uh, he is on this list this week. And so is his, his significant other Megan good. Mm. Now, Megan, I I still am not sure why you would want to go entangle yourself uh, in the circus, okay? But all the stuff that we're getting, like, just more and more, like, people were like, you know, we don't want to tar and feather him. Now, listen, I don't want people to think that I'm coming at him because he dates white women. That's not it. I love me some Jamie Foxx talented brother guess what i'm a i'm a stick beside him nah, i don't stick beside none of them niggas but go ahead i would have stuck i'm, I'm for black love period. okay ahead, right <laughs> well i'm not i'm not tripping you know and so when i found that out about him it was like okay okay i see you and i wasn't tripping but then when you got in trouble and it's like oh you know on some I didn't do it and she's accusing me and she knows what it's going to do to me because of my skin color. Okay. So that's the type of stuff I didn't rock with. So all this stuff is coming out now. He's telling her like, why can't you be like Coretta Scott King and support, you know, a powerful man. Like what? Like Mm -hmm. you, you telling (laughs) your white woman to act like Coretta Scott King and Michelle Obama. And then like the most incriminating, like not only a couple of weeks ago did they say, oh, well, it was footage released uh, of him, you know, in a time in London where like they got into an altercation. But 
the fact that it was text messages released basically alluding to the fact that this girl got head trauma um, oh. that's inflicted by him and how she's not going to tell the doctor what truly transpired. Like, sir, if that's what you want to do, if you want to date whomever, cool. But don't get yourself caught up. And I see comments where it's like, oh, if he was dating a black woman, like, I don't want to make it about color because it's it's just about at this point, like you just kind of silly for getting yourself caught up. You got some be. impulses that you can't control, obviously. Right. And he should and even if he was with a like, even though he was with a white woman and he hit her, he shouldn't have been hitting a woman. Period. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't even matter. Like what is evident is that he's got impulses that he can't control. So I'm not sure why Megan Good would run over there to him on the heels of all of this. It's just like, is it thirst? Is it like you want to be she, in a why would she be thirsty girl she making good she fi top top fine like holly berry fine like yeah but it's not about that it's about she's been in her career for a long time and she's been wanting to do other stuff and a lot of times she's been typecast as a certain type of actress and she's talked about this before and she's talked about the fact that she wants to be doing more superhero type roles Oh, Here, so you think that's why she attached herself yes, to him for networking? I, so you think this shit fake? You think it's some networking well, shit? I, I, it's I, like Carisha and Diddy and shit. I think that he's a fine, talented actor, and I felt like I feel like he was he's attracted. Like his body was fine for sure. He wasn't attracted to me. I mean, he was quirky, quirky, handsome, but and, he wasn't like fine. He, he grew up in Dallas, so like I was with like I oh. like. Oh, y'all, y'all wouldn't claim him if I was super talented. And so that's why it's just like, I feel like she aligned herself with him, you know, wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. And it was like a career move, too, because his ass was signed up to do all these marvels. He was going to be the next big thing. And I think that she ran over there prematurely. And now you're seeing, nah, girl, just leave going alone. down. He going down like Wesley Snipes. Because remember, Wesley Snipes was like, when we was kids, he was like our childhood, everything. Like, he was a, a blade and, you know, mm -hmm. and then he done fucked up. And he, you know, I heard he beat up uh, Holly Berry ass and then he went to prison for taxes. Child, yeah. like, he going down the drain, child. Going yeah. down the drain. And so, Megan, I, again, I don't know why, but, girl, you just need to leave it alone, sis. You went from, uh, you know, Devon Franklin to to you know, but this dude that's going upside. Devon, shit's head. I don't know. Devon gave me that he like man energy. You know, I don't know something ain't right. Like I don't know. Well, this dude going upside chicks' heads and telling him to act like Coretta Scott King and mm. Michelle Obama. You see, my thing is <laughs> like I have a question for you in a situation like this. Like so, I feel like. A lot of black men, and I'm Lord Jesus, let me not say a lot of black men, child, but some black men, I feel that when when they they'll date outside their race and white girl, whoever girl, and then when they go through whatever, they go they through, come back to us. They come back to black women. I'm in a situation like that. Um, I don't know, would you give a man a chance? that did some shit like that or would you not be not 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 saying like you know beat somebody ass but <laughs> right. went through trials and tribulations and then now he wants to come back because this this guy you know that i went to high school with and you know i had a crush on him back in the day he wasn't checking for my ass and you know he had children by a non-black woman and you know he's educated educated black man but it's just like he got all this damn drama and shit. Baby mama drama with their asses. And, you know, now he want a, a black queen. And he just be hyping me up to my, you're so educated. And I feel like, oh, boy, did the same thing with Megan Good. Like, Maybe. he probably realized that he was going through hella high waters with the white girls. And then he up there hyping Megan Good up. Like, you know, you're just so smart. You're just this. You know, you're in your career. Because I don't think the bitch that he was with had a right. career. He's like, I can see you in the next, the Marvel's next to me as my woman as my partner like i don't know if he sold her a dream i don't know could I'm you do it could i uh it depends on the dude and you know what it's interesting because i had this dude that i like that i cared about in my past and he's we're still uh 
friends. Anyway, he used to, like, when we were younger, he used to talk to nothing but other girls. He doesn't have any children, but, like, at one point when he was showing me interest, it was like, oh, like, you like us? (laughs) Like, because I didn't think that you was checking, you know, for me, but sometimes people have to mature. People got to evolve. So it just depends on the extent of which they were doing it. And just depends on the person. I think, you know, as long as it's not on a like self hate type of stuff, like mm-hmm. some people just got to mature and be like, you know what? I tried that, but nah, I'm sticking with, you know, my peoples or whatever. Like I would. All right. Interesting. All right. So Number six on the list. Child, we got to bless our heart to uh, Hunter Biden, uh, Joe Biden's son, our president's son. Mm. This is really ghetto. Like I was literally watching TV and then I got alert across my screen and I see that his son's been arrested for some tax invasion, some tax issues or some scandal shit, scam shit or what the fuck he was doing with money. Tax invasion. I'm like, this is like ratchet as fuck. Like, and you know, his son got a history of like drug abuse and shit. He's been embarrassing the Girl, he's been embarrassing his daddy. His daddy probably tried to like get this man out of trouble so much. I wanted to he get his ass beat as a kid because he's just like the bad child. What a name like Hunter. Oh. <laughs> you already know. Hunter, Cody, like, nah, they probably mm. didn't get their ass beat. Mm. Well, bless my heart to him. All right. And number seven. Number seven, lastly, um, Jasmine Brown. She's a comedian. And I just saw her like kind of like joke about her situation with uh Cam Newton. Uh mm. so she's a baby mama and she's been talking shit about like women that are baby mamas and just single women in general, like just making it seem like she's so much better. And then now she's in that situation now. So everybody on the internet's been clowning her. So now she's trying to make it seem like, oh, y'all don't have a life. And, you know, I'm happy with my man and I'm this with my man. Sis, you're still not married, sis. And you you still got with a man with a whole bunch of damn kids that got that's been trying to take the car from his first baby mama and his kids like child. So I just want to bless my heart to her because she's a hot ass mess. I'm tired of women thinking that they're better than the next woman and trying to give advice, unsolicited advice to women because they're in a relationship or whatever like ma'am like you can go through the same shit that the next bitch goes through right she said uh we don't know about that 100 million dollar pressure we don't know what it's like or we ain't felt that pressure when a 100 million dollar man is putting that pressure on you and i'm like sis i mean i feel you but the same pressure he put on you to be a baby mama he put it on two other people before you so i i just know that what she was preaching was different than what she was practicing. And a lot of times that is the case, which is why opinions are like assholes and everybody should do what they're going to do because everybody's got them. So mm-hmm. got to live in accordance with your own truth. So, yeah. Yes. People in general, they preach and talk shit about people. And then when they're in that same situation, they want people to forget what the fuck they said. Child. I mean, it is what it is. Right. We ain't forgot, though, sis. We ain't forgot. Okay, so uh, bless the hearts of everyone that made it on this list this week. And yeah, man, you just it's just got to do better as a collective. Okay, we don't want to see y'all down here no more. All right. So that is going to bring us to our Southern Sound Off topic of the week. You know, that's where us bells in the city, we kind of give our perspective on various topics. And this week we're talking about holiday memories in NYC. You know, some short and sweet. Um, I'm typically, to be honest, Tosh, I don't be here like throughout the holidays like that. Or like. I mean, I mean, I have I've definitely like had to be here like when I was working or like something and we'll get into that. But the times that I do have to be down here, it's just like I'd rather be with my family because I don't have any family here. So you got a cousin. I I, I do. uh, And I have mixed feelings about that. But I I do. Uh, But so you got family up here, too. I wasn't raised with them. 
I wasn't raised with my cousin either. She's like my mom's first cousin, actually. You know, she's younger than my mom, but she's my mom's first cousin. But anywho, that's neither here nor there. But um, yeah, so this week we're talking about holiday memories in NYC. So it's well, speaking kinda... of what you was just saying, I felt like I had like when I was was not working from home, I had to be in New York. I couldn't go back home to Houston for a lot of the holidays. So I spent a lot of my holidays here in New York. I but mean, now I don't have to because I work from home. But true for sure. Like probably since about 2018, um, I've had more flexibility with it. But now and we'll kind of get into it because now there there have definitely been some times, but I just be like holidays in New York, they they just don't hit the same as like holidays back home. And maybe because it's not like, you know, I have a family or we have families up here. We, you know, uh, are married and have children. It, it would be different. But otherwise, it, it a lot of times it's just me. So it's I just, love holidays. I mean, I love the holiday spirit up here though you I don't mean, feel like it's the same as the south i feel like they have amazing holiday spirit they, in new york listen they do whether it's halloween whether it's thanksgiving and they got the you know the macy's thanksgiving uh day parade or you know i like when you come here matter of fact i was just on columbia's campus last night and it was beautiful and you know that's over pretty much in harlem uh, off a of Morningside Drive, but it was beautiful over there. You know, they got lights everywhere, but I feel like New York City definitely does a good job. You know, as soon as the uh, Thanksgiving rolls around, you start to see all the lights in the different neighborhoods, whether it's Little, yep. little Caribbean, uh, Little, uh, like if you go to Flatbush, You'll see little uh, West Indies or little uh, Caribbean over there. And like if you go into Bed-Stuy, you'll see the banners and the lights. And so, no, it gets very festive. And I mean, New York City, like the holidays, the picturesque, uh, the snow days, um, you know, that's what it's known for. But number one, what's on your list? So I remember one year. It was for New Year's, actually. Mm. And I feel like New Year's in New York is a hot mess in terms oh. of if you, the transportation. It's the worst. Like, catching, maybe if you're catching an Uber. I've never been on an Uber or a taxi during um the New Year's. But I remember one time, me and my friends, we wanted to go deep in the city. And we caught the train. And uh, I low-key left my homegirl because one of my other homegirls, she wanted to go to, like, a DJ Clue uh, party or whatever. Mm. So my friend was like, well, I'm heading back to Brooklyn. And this is after like the ball done dropped and every damn thing. Child, I felt so bad. This girl went on the train and she said she was stuck on a platform for like two hours waiting for the damn train. Girl, that's the only <laughs> thing about the holidays and trying to do like, I'm not going to even hold you. I probably been out like once or twice for like New Year's Eve here and maybe like once where I got dressed up because that is like a thing for me. It's just like, how is everybody going to get home? Like whether you're on the train or whether you're driving, if you're in a cab, you're in an Uber, it's peak, it's peak time. So mm. you're going to get hit with those fees. And if you're driving, just expect to be in traffic because you know, it's going to be stupid out there. Like traffic in Manhattan or just throughout New York City is always stupid. So I and commend, commend y'all. But then the, the train hours when it's a holiday too, mm -hmm. will have you stuck out there like how your homegirl was on the platform for two hours. And then you'll be on the train with drunk people, like drunk as fuck people during New Year's. I remember one time, no lie. Um, so I was on the train and literally we were on the train trying to figure out where we was going to go. Right. So it's like two minutes until midnight. So we're like, man, well, let's just go outside, just run outside the platform or whatever to say happy new year. We don't want to be on the, because you know, like the, the myth is urban if, legend. A myth, yeah, yeah. The legend, wherever you're at, like on new year's or how you, wherever you bring in new year's or whoever you with is going to be like, who are you going to be with? the uh, the the next year so we're like well we'll be damned if we're we gonna uh, be on the train all next year like so that's harry but get up out the platform so the doors open to the train 
And this white girl, she comes like, and I'm looking at her. I'm like, this bitch, like she's about to throw up. Why did I dodge her throw up exiting the train? Like it was the matrix. It was like, she shot it out. Literally, that was a crazy experience. And I don't like to deal with drunk ass people on the fucking train on New Year's. Right. Who wants to be dealing with all that period? Point blank. And especially on New Year's for sure. And then also with New York, when it comes to New Year's, people want to visit New York, but it's expensive as fuck. Like, unless you go to like free parties or go to a bar and bring in a New Year. But if you want to go to a party, they all charge for most parties. Um, And I remember this one party, like I was talking about earlier, the DJ Clue party. So I had a friend, she's no longer my friend anymore, but she was like a little, um, she was like a girl that used to always get in free and, you know, use what she got to get what she want. Mm. So she snuck her ass in this party. Literally, she walked right past the damn, the bouncer, the people to pay or whatever, because it was so packed, they was not paying attention. But here, my little lame ass, because I was scared to do it. It was like her and her homegirl. They just walked their ass in there and snuck in. And I'm like, this is why I was young, like young, young. I'm all scared and shit. I'm like, oh. So I try to do the same thing they doing. And they finally look my way and they stopped my ass. And that was a little bit embarrassing. But luckily, (laughs) all she did was just, she found somebody inside. She's like, oh, just stay right there. She done talked to somebody, got me into this party, this DJ Clue party. Okay. okay, but they was charging about almost $200 just to get in on New Year's. And that's how much it be for these parties in New York City. I don't know about now. Yeah. No, but I feel like it's still going to be expensive. It'll probably be like if you want to go to any of these little rapper or whatever, you know, parties, they probably still going to charge about the same for New Year's. Yeah. You're better off going to a fucking bar and celebrating. And then Ubers are going to be mad expensive, too. So New York is very expensive for New Year's. It really is. And I feel like that sometimes that's for like anytime you party like on a holiday. But yeah, especially New Year's Eve here in the city. So for sure. And I know we've talked about this on past episodes, some things that you could even do. Like if you want to if you like I never seen a ball drop and I I never had a desire to go see it live because I'm not going to be out there in the cold with a huggy on. But you know what? Oddly enough. It's, you know, December and it's not as cold here as it can be. Now, last week it was cold, but it it's not even like cold. And so that's going to bring me to some of my stuff. I don't know if you remember, like, do you remember the first time you spent a holiday here? Was it like your first or your second year here? Like when you spent your first, I guess, Thanksgiving and Christmas here? Yeah, my first Thanksgiving was probably in 2009. Okay. Yeah, in New York City. But I wasn't in the city city. I was in Long Island. You know what? That's so crazy because I was in Long Island in 2009. My memory was something that stands out. I think about like when I first moved up here and I was just talking about the weather. I'm like, yo, we we posted a meme on our social and it was like, you know, what people think of uh, New York when they think about the wintertime. They think about all this pristine white snow in the city and it being pretty and shit. But really, it gets muddy mm-hmm. and dirty within the first 24 hours because dogs got to come out to relieve themselves. Like, it gets disgusting. The rats, so, too. The right. rats be in there playing and they be up there taking their little baths and shit. Yeah, but <laughs> all that to say, like, when I first moved here all them years ago, Especially like I because I moved up here like in the fall of I want to say like 2009 and um, I lived in Long Island when I first moved here. So I spent my very first holiday season like here. I think I went home for Thanksgiving, but I ended up having to spend Christmas here and I was like miserable my first year. And I feel like the my first couple of years of New York City is crazy because now the weather be doing whatever it wants to do. It doesn't get as cold as it used to. And it's funny because like, you know, when I'm talking to my New York friends and I'm like, oh, it's cold. They're like, man, you don't even know what cold is. Like, it's not cold outside. Like, this ain't shit. And it's really not because I can remember 10 plus years ago when I first moved here and especially like the first Christmas I spent, yo, that's when I heard when they were like, oh, these are Arctic winds and shit. And that's when New York City was brutally cold. Mm. I want to say that my first 
season here like when I stayed like during the holiday season that's when I first had to dig my shit out the snow like these are like real fucking things and you better have a Ford wheel uh four wheel drive on your car I think I had like a CLK at the time or Mercedes so first of all that's horrible for the snow <laughs> because <laughs> it, it, they it's not for snow weather so like I had like low profile tires and so I just remember like my first like holiday season here, having to dig my shit out the snow, having my shit getting caught up in ice and shit in Long oh, Island. Oh, no, you were sliding. Trying to leave working shit. I'm like, yo, like, so not only do I got to adjust to the culture, I got to adjust to the terrain and driving and shit. And so that was a thing. And I just remember being homesick. And it's you, you mentioned my cousin, you know, all is well now, you know, um, time has mended those fences but like years ago I used to feel a certain type of way because I do have an older cousin here and um I just remember like the first year that I was here like at one point of the year like I stayed with her because I left a roommate situation like I, I wasn't trying to proceed and and move to a new place with this young lady and like sign a year lease. Okay. So didn't want to do that. Wanted to be able to get my own spot in Brooklyn because I was living in Long Island at the time. I live with my cousin for a time. She lived in Harlem. My job was in Long Island. So I was commuting, doing all this, that in the third. And so I was staying by her for a little bit. And mind you, so this was all my first Christmas or holiday season in New York City. And at the time, she was basically telling me that I had to go. And that I couldn't stay there for the holiday. And I like I needed to find a living situation. Damn, and, she kicked you out during the holidays. Yeah. Oh, Lord, damn. She wasn't in the spirit child. I, you know, and I I don't charge it to the game now. But, you know, back in the day, I used to feel away. But, you know, maturity, life and how I, I listen. I don't, I ain't going to fall. I'm not going to have that on my heart. I'm not going to hold no grudge. So we moved past that. But um, my sister came to visit me my first holiday. And so that made it kind of homey. But what's funny is the fact that I'm talking about, I never went to go see the ball. My sister, the my very first Christmas, New Year's, because I was working for AT&T at the time. So I couldn't even leave if I wanted to, because the next day, like, I want to say maybe like the day I had to, I had to be there for the holidays pretty much. So I couldn't go nowhere. And so my sister came and I just remember she wanted to go to the ball and I was like, man, I'm not going nowhere. And it was like bitterly cold outside. So that's like some of my like first memories of the holiday season here. And like I said, uh, really knowing what it was like to be here digging my car out the snow, like really getting used to like the culture and just the culture shock of it. You know, Long Island is way more cold than the rest of New York. Nah, but see, it was crazy. So I told I mean, you not upstate, but it's colder than Brooklyn. True. But I was experiencing the cold and digging out my car in Brooklyn because Ooh. when my cousin was like, you gotta, you know, go live somewhere. Her homegirl had a, a room that she was renting out in Brooklyn. And so this is the, 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 the house where I was sleeping with the lights on because, because rats was coming out the wall or whatever. <laughs> so that was, that was not ideal for me. And I think I left, I was about out of there by like February or like the end of January. Like I had found my very first apartment in Bed-Stuy and it was perfect for me. Um, but I say all that to say when my cousin was living in, when I was living in Harlem and she was like, you got to go, you know, find a place. The place that I found was in Brooklyn. So now nah, Brooklyn was a brook, brick. And I remember paying little kids to dig my car out of the snow. So you was paying kids on the street to dig your car out. Yeah. Yeah. And they was not New York shit. They Damn. wasn't, they New wasn't shit. no New York people got their own shovels and shit and they ain't got to depend on the little kids in the neighborhood to try to shake them down where you got to pay $40. Cause it's four of them. You had slave labor. You ain't shit. You up there uh, doing slave. What well, did they kids do it though? Did they do it? Yeah, they did. 
And I had to pay forty dollars for them oh. for them four kids to do it. So you only gave them ten dollars each, slave labor child. Uh, ten dollars is good if you, for an hour of work. Oh, okay. Well, shit, I mean, they was a lot of work they did. Right? So. Hell, that's more than minimum wage. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So yeah, learn how to dig my car out the snow. Learn how to survive in New York City my first holiday season here. What's another memory for you? Um, I have one memory. I remember Thanksgiving. I usually spend Thanksgiving in New York with my family. You know, I got to know them over the years. So it's been kind of cool. You know, I didn't I didn't grow up with them like that. Like I used to come up to New York and visit, but I didn't really like, you know, have that bond bond like I have with other family members. I'll try new recipes every year. So one year I made my coconut pie. Now I perfected this coconut pie. So nobody can't like top me on this shit. So I remember one year I cooked them a coconut pie. I remember I cooked them a, a seven up pound cake. And the little boy, it was like a little baby. He was like two years old or three. Like when you can talk and shit. I don't know what age that is. He was Bye. like, mommy, I want chocolate cake. I'm like, this is not fucking chocolate cake. It was pound cake. Oh. And the little boy was talking shit. So that next summer, I get back to the house. It was a barbecue. Literally, they had a barbecue. So I go downstairs to the freezer to go get some, um, go get some meat or whatever that they had in the freezer. Why was it my coconut pie from Thanksgiving? In That's the freezer. Crazy. They ain't shit. They didn't eat it. They put it right in the motherfucking freezer. Damn. They didn't eat a slice. That's fucked up. You know what? See, that be getting on my nerve. Listen, I we just had Thanksgiving and my cousin, I cooked the vegetables and the yams. And then I, I went to my daddy's house and I made uh, food too. But let me tell you something. If y'all don't eat all my food when I'm there, I'm taking my shit from now on. I don't think that that's not like proper etiquette. I think that you could take it back, Tasha, if they don't, if they act like they don't want it. Take your shit back. You're right. I, I should have took my shit back. I don't like that shit. That shit pissed me off. Them ingredients cost. I did. I made this with love. And if y'all don't want it, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to consume it. Mm. Shit. So, okay, so speaking of that, so they put your shit in the freezer. All right. So, but I know that you're famous for your coconut pie. So Mm -hmm. that's their loss. I never had a coconut pie, but I'm sure they're delicious. They are very delicious. I got special. I don't use regular milk. I use carnation milk. Okay, girl. You know what? Tasha is like a a pastry chef. Like a white woman. She always talking about. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if you got anything on my cousins because, and I'm not trying to, you know, my cousins, they be like pastry chefs. Like my cousin Christian, like her pastries. Then I got another cousin too that be cooking her ass off too. She live in Houston, but I'm I'm not going to mention her. Um, But um, that's fucked up that they did that. Speaking of, so that was for Thanksgiving, for Christmas that you made that what about i have a question i have a question for you actually when we talk about food and cooking like have you ever like with co-workers you know like during the holidays or whatever they be wanting to have potlucks and shit have you ever had a potluck with any of your co-workers you know what not in a long ass time like no like the last things that i can remember like no i've had a I've had a damn potluck up here with people like for friends giving and shit. I can remember like back in the day, like for your fam, you group, like making some like Rotel dip, like when Shan was here. Mm. So like, no, I haven't. Do you trust people food? It depends like on the, the people. It really depends because the people that I work with, the way they be thumbing through shit and fingering food, I'm good. <laughs> not I, figuring. I Ooh. wouldn't. I personally am not like, oh, let me get some of this, that potato salad, or let me get some of whatever you done cooked. I uh, don't trust them either. Like my coworker last year, and let me tell you, like this girl, we had like a client in the office or whatever, and um, we had to get like them food catered and all that shit. When I tell you, she bought some like um cookies or whatever 
for the clients and will set up the tables. She was putting her hands on the cookies and She's rearranging ar shit. Arranging them. Like, it was girl. so disgusting. I was just like, you ain't even gonna use the napkin and move or the cookies. You use your bare motherfucking hand. And if people was eating that shit, I was so disgusted because I couldn't say shit. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I was just like, oh Lord, I was going to pray over them. They, I hope right. they prayed over the food child because they probably, they, the they probably Ooh. was like, Tasha, you're not going to eat anything. No, no, no ma'am. I'm, I'm not eating nothing from any coworkers at I'm, all. That's bringing shit into the office during the holidays. I'm filled by the Holy spirit. I'm good. Uh, anywho. All right. So speaking of that, so no office potlucks for me, but holiday parties. So I've definitely like during the holiday seasons, the various years that I've been here, holiday parties, I look forward to that definitely in uh, December, especially in New York City, because New York, they got all the fly holiday parties. When you work for entertainment companies or you work for uh, advertising companies, they got the good stuff. Matter of fact, I went to a, a holiday uh, mixer that I was invited to, and that was a cool experience. My homegirl, she invited me to, um, she did her grad uh, program at Columbia University. And so, you know, uh, for those that know, that's a school that's based here. It's an Ivy League school. But, you know, that was nicely done. You know, uh, cocktails, food, nice ambiance you know, open bar, that type of situation. So really cool. But I love doing holiday parties. And I can remember a holiday party when I was working for a certain telecom company. And, you know, holiday parties, I just feel like it's a real jovial time. The liquor is flowing. Um, you know, a lot can happen. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot does happen. And I feel like I, I we've talked about this and talked about how, you know, y'all, y'all uh, personnel or employees, they got caught up in a whole a couple of H HR scandals. Um, but yeah, you but know, I wasn't involved, though. But yeah, OK, OK. I just know that it is a breeding uh, room for or breeding floor for like co-worker hookups yeah. and I can I can definitely remember a time where like the drinks was flowing at one office party and like this dude who like was supposed to be like a mentor to me he hadn't given me no play actually like he kind of ignored me and he was like one of the first New York dudes that that I had run into and we worked for the same company he was a Brooklyn dude and like he wasn't giving me no play after that office party, it was like shit just clicked. And it was like, hold on. Why all of a sudden are you like on me? And he was like, oh, you got to treat girls like you like a certain way. And this was the first like New York dude that I really encountered. And he was a Brooklyn dude. Mm. And that just resonates with me now because that's how I be feeling like they be uh, they be like doing girls. They be acting like women ain't all that. They be trying to like sun women or like trying to downplay them so that they can like feel bigger. Wait a minute. You hooked up with your coworker after after the holiday party? <laughs> uh, I mean, a little bit. We ain't full out hookup, you know, hookup to me involves sex. That's not what happened. Oh, well, I, I have. But we we definitely did some things after that. Uh and we even did some things on um on corporate grounds. It was a lot going on. Oh, you was having fun. I was young. This was my first corporate job and it was a lot going on. And he was supposed to be my mentor. <laughs> oh, his, his ass ain't shit. Right. Wasn't shit at all. A real Brooklyn nigga, but in in corporate work clothes. But you know, like I said, you tis the season. I love the holiday party season in New York City because you get to go to a lot of stuff. Like even if I don't work for the company, say a friend or a friend of a friend, like whether it's the entertainment, like Warner Music Group or whatever, like you get to experience some cool stuff. They got galas and stuff like that. The crazy thing is I left the holiday party and hooked up with um, one of my coworkers. We didn't have sex. The man just gave me head, but oh. it was kind of weird because the thing is it was this dude. I always thought he was cute. He was a creative. 
and he was a like a high top creative or whatever he was he was a part of my like my black networking shit he was kind of like the Lenny Kravitz because that used to be my real type like I liked mm-hmm. like the you know the rock and roll edgy type of niggas All or whatever I'm not a stereotype you know they'll stereotype black women and be like oh y'all like these thugs and these these rappers no I like the opposite I like the dudes that's into hard metal rock and shit so anyway so he was just like my little type and so he was all up on me at the holiday party and i'm like damn what the fuck like he got liquor courage all of a sudden like so, so he gave you some dome you got yes, some top <laughs> so we went to we went back to our um uh job mm-hmm. and we was making out at the job and then he was like oh i live right down the street so we go right down the street and you know in Manhattan this nigga got money he had okay. a big ass apartment that apartment probably was like four thousand dollars a mm. month or whatever because he was a high up dude or whatever so he all up on me and then um he starts giving me head and it's so bad y'all this man had his dick pierced right so he pulls out his dick and he had like a it, it was pierced how was the head though he was good girl because he wasn't into like let, i gotta like backtrack he told me he never dated black women. It was the weirdest mm-hmm. shit ever. He said he grew up around like white a white area and then he, you know, moved to New York and he would see all these beautiful black women and he got to know like all these beautiful black women that he works with. And he was just like, Y'all are just so educated and just so beautiful and this and that. We are. So now I think that the made chocolate him, fountain. That's what made him so like wanna like, you know, eat me up. <laughs> like he was just like so excited. So it was so bad because when he pulled his thing out and he had like a piercing and he, I said, no, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you told him no, or did you attempt yes. to, but you no, didn't. I didn't even attempt okay. at all, girl. It was so bad. And it was so funny. Cause I got on the phone with my uh, best friend, Randy after that. And Randy was like, what? You ain't gave the man head back. I said, I couldn't, man. The shit was pierced. Did and you I, at least get an orgasm from him? Yes. Okay, then, well. But then after that situation, <laughs> it was so bad. Because after that situation, I went into the office and he started acting weird. And I was like, why this nigga acting all fucking weird? And then I find out that nigga had a girlfriend, a, like a little white Asian girlfriend. And he hid the fact that he had a fucking girlfriend. I but was like, his, damn. But his face was in your so whatever i know that's crass so then i had another holiday party at another job and it was a a girl that had her boyfriend there and i invited one of my homegirls we was at the ceo's house and i'm just having small talk this this girl did not like me like literally for a whole year she was rude as fuck to me i didn't understand why she was so mean to me because i didn't work directly with her so her boyfriend is there. Her boyfriend is like from Texas or something. So he's like a Southern guy. He was like cool as hell. Cool little white boy. So me and him just chatting it up about Southern shit. The girl got so upset, girl. She came over and grabbed her man and yanked him away from me and said, why are you talking to her at the holiday party in front of other people? And like, everybody's like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Like, and then my home girl is like, girl is she jealous of you do she think that you're gonna take this white man away from her like what the fuck girl i come back the next year because this was like the christmas holiday party before break i get fired you know what see they be intimidated they i be know intimidated. i'm fine i be fine at work y'all i have to represent for all the black women so you know i, I be in my little heels and my cute little dresses and shit that bitch was a t- she was a hater if i catch that bitch on these streets you know, I ain't going to do nothing. I may tell her ass <laughs> off, but I may not do nothing. I may just walk past Tasha her is good for telling folks off, though. So I she, am good. I am so good she, for telling people off, and I'm so good at she ignoring will. people, too. I'm very good at ignoring people that I don't like, like, for real. Like, I don't do that fake shit. So if you want to come up to me and say, hello, Tasha, I'm good at just walking right past your ass. <laughs> Sasha, we're going to be better in 2024. But anyway outside of holiday parties what about um galas that you were talking about so okay um another memorable uh you know holiday moment here in nyc is something that we actually did together um working because i i've been saying i want to do more galas here and this is the time and this is the season you know because i feel like i haven't got aside from going to a wedding here 
I haven't got dressed up for like a formal type of function fundraiser. And so definitely that's on my like to-do list more of in 2024. All right. But um, I just remember that time. And that was cool because it was like a private school in the city or whatever. They were doing a fundraiser. But let me tell you, like, <laughs> Tasha blames me for this. Um, she says that I don't I don't have no home training or I'd be turning up on people. But it's not true. First of all, this place where we were working this event. They ain't called me back since Andrea done cut up. I didn't cut up. That was my side hustle. First so of sad. all. We were at Central Park. Central Park is lovely, you know, and they had it at one of the event spaces there and it was beautiful. All that in the above. Now, people, visitors, you don't know this. Tourists, Central Park is full of creatures, okay? So at nighttime, you know, it's not necessarily ideal. Uh, and the daytime is gorgeous, all that is, uh, in the above. But this event that Tasha done invited me to and has me alongside her, it's got rats and stuff. We outside talking to, to the guests as they enter and it's rats scurrying out <laughs> up under our, our the table, up under our feet. It was feet. scary. It was scary. Like how, <laughs> like how am I supposed, like I've literally left apartments for this. Like how am I supposed to be in an outside setting? It's supposed to be a classy festive occasion and it's rats scurrying under the table by our feet so that's red flag number one it was a lovely affair uh but then they tried to they tried to play us a little bit because they they did have us eat outside or they were like oh you know eat outside when we go outside tasha i can't remember what it was but as soon as we were about to sit down it was like I looked to like directly ahead of me and it was a creature staring me right dead in my eyes. What was <laughs> it? It was a raccoon or it was like a possum. Like it, was scary. <laughs> it was like, oh, like, let's hurry the fuck back up inside. But that shit was crazy. And I think we ended up like eating in like the linen closet. It was kind of rough. But all that to say, those people at that fundraiser, they were spending money, um, that gala or whatever. They were spending money for because it was an auction, too. So it was interesting to see, you know, uh, these things at work. But, yeah, you know, that that experience was kind of hood. But it was definitely like comical and funny. It's just like, Tasha, what you got me? What you got me hooked up into? But Tasha, again, blames me um, and the fact that she hasn't got a call back. So I'm sorry about that. Never again. That's why you can't put people on, y'all. <laughs> we was dressed up cute though. <laughs> right. So there, there we have it. So holiday season here, a lot of galas, fundraisers. Definitely want to do more of those. But that was definitely like a memorable, uh, comical time. And I just remember being fearful. But again, Central Park is dope, but just not at night. All right, bet. So that concludes our Southern sound off for tonight. And so that's going to take us to our grits pick of the week. And that's where we give a nod to, you know, a, a girl or a guy raised in the South uh, that's doing their thing. And so this week, Black Rogue, who do we have? Latavia Robertson um, of Destiny Child. So I just saw an interview with her, with um, Carlos King, where she touched on, you know, what she went through after she left the group of Destiny Child. And I just think it takes real courage to speak in your truth. Well, it's hard because, you know, Beyonce got the, the beehive, you know, they crazy as hell. But I loved how tasteful she was in that interview with speaking on, you know, what happened. She she didn't really go into details, but also she talked about how leaving that group and how, you know, it led her into depression, into drugs. And I just applaud her for speaking up. I think that whenever they do a biotopic on Destiny Child, it's going to be it's going to be very entertaining because it's going to be like the TLC story because they've been through a lot. Them ladies, all of them ladies been through a lot. You know, the crazy thing is when I was a kid, when I was, when I looked at Destiny Child, I always wanted to be her. Like she was representation. 
like her and Kelly were like my representation. Um, but more so her. Like I, I thought she was to me the prettiest girl in the group. She had that big red curly hair. So I was like, I want big red curly hair just like her. So like, mm-hmm. and she probably doesn't know that the effect that she had on a lot of young girls, even though you know she was kicked out of the group or whatever. But she did make her mark while she was on the group, and she's an awesome songwriter because she wrote mostly all the songs on the first album so she did a great job with that so i just want to shout out to her yeah shout out to her and even other uh group members as latoya luckett was another one that had been in the spotlight recently as well so just their gracefulness and their humility about the situation is dope so shout out to to latavia and and all of the group members all right so that's gonna take me to the gem of the week and just um real briefly in the words of Mahatma Gandhi be the change that you wish to see in the world um you know sometimes for me I can get caught up on other people not doing things or people with large platforms maybe you know you feel not using it for the best the good of all but you can't even worry about that you know you really just got to worry about you doing the impact that you can do in this world while you have the time so be the change that you want to see simply put so that is going to take us out for the week and so peace bye make sure you go check us out all streaming platforms apple a podcast spotify soundcloud podbean youtube All right, y'all stay tuned.